listening to Robert Wright's Non-Zero Podcast. Hi, Mickey. Hey, Bob. You know who this is? Looks like an AI rendering of Mickey Kaus or somebody. I don't know. Who is it? Show me Mickey Kaus in 10 years. No, it's... um. It's a it's a seemingly uh, uh, adulpated old man who was Vincent the Chin Gigante, and he was a mob boss. Mm-hmm. But he pretended he was uh, old and incapacitated, and he walked around the park in his bathrobe. That's and what he I was do. Called the, he was called the Odd me. Father, mm-hmm. and so he was trying to disguise his prowess as a mob boss by pretending to be senile. And somebody on the web actually had this theory about Biden, that Biden is really on the ball. He's just seeming to be uh, more si- more senile than than uh, he actually is, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, because it makes him seem like a harmless, nice old man. It doesn't quite make sense. In t- and there was, there was a theory about Reagan, that Reagan was actually, you know, uh, I guess, which has now been disproved. Totally on the ball, yeah. Totally on the ball. And there's a famous Saturday Night Live skit that as soon as the door closed, he whipped into action and started ordering people around. And then, you know, he, and then when the door opened, he was, oh, hi, how mm-hmm. are you? Uh, anyway, um, I so thought Joe this was is interesting- actually more like Hunter in real life, you think? Just wild. He's wild. Bias for action, yes. Um, yeah. So um, uh, it doesn't quite jive with the latest scandal, which is the that he's been being handled these crib notes. Uh, which which make him look, uh, you know, which are designed to make him look smarter. So he's not trying to look smart. He's not trying to look dumb. He's trying to look smart. Um, and I don't know if you think he's succeeding. I, I still tend to think he's succeeding. He does, you know, he, like he looked, uh, he handled the uh, Bye Bye Miss American Pie video well. Did you see that with the South Korean no. president? Oh, the South Korean president, it turns out, is a fan of uh, American Pie, the song. So he really? was visiting in the White House, and, and Joe said, I hear you're a fan of, yeah, and he said yes, and, 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 and Biden hands him the microphone and says, well, would you sing it for us? I mean, it was obviously, <laughs> presumably staged, but then they gave him a uh, guitar signed by, Don McLean wrote that, right? Correct, and it wasn't even his biggest song. Yeah, so it was a guitar signed by, now, Biden didn't have it together enough to remember the name Don McLean, but then again, I just barely passed that test, so... Uh, he, I mean, he didn't, he didn't seem to forget it. He just said the fellow who wrote this song couldn't be here, but he sent his guitar along, signed, and it, it was, a, it was, you know, it was perfect. Biden, uh, he, he, he didn't have to do many things well, and he did them fine, and it was, it was, it was one of these moments where his everyman persona works uh, perfectly. That said, but uh, I'm on the uh, ABB ticket. Anybody but Biden. He didn't actually sing American Pie. That would have been an achievement. Biden didn't, but but the South Korean okay. president did. Okay, well, that's, that's, that's neither here nor there. Obama would have sung American Pie. Um, so, uh, um, yeah. So now here's... They, 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 go ahead. You want to know the, the hidden virtue of him running from the point of view of someone like me who doesn't want him on the ticket? Uh, sure. You can guess? Uh... You're going to guess he will either prove his senility or not. No, it sidelines Kamala. If he said, I'm not running, all eyes would turn to Kamala. Right, and then she'd be defeated. 
Uh, maybe, it, maybe it, not, way, but she's definitely going to find it hard to get on the inside it, rail so long it, as he's saying I'm in the race. <laughs> did you see the, the response his press secretary gave when they asked if he's going to serve out his full term? Uh, inshallah? I don't know. What do you, what she, do you, she, she said, <laughs> well, that's for him to decide. It's up to him. Well, Lisa, so after four years, he decides, hey, I'll turn it over to Kamala. I don't think that's very appealing, Bob. Uh huh. I don't think you want that. <clears throat> we don't want that. So the um, I, my other, I mean, this is this this press thing with the cheat sheets. They they had a little card printed for him with the first question with the name of the reporter who had apparently submitted it in advance. The L.A. Times says she didn't do this, but nobody believes them. Uh, and uh, you know that was the first question, and he was prepared for it with sort of. Reasonably good answer. Uh, but, uh, you know, I could I still it, navigating all these these cheat sheets is actually not easy. I mean, I don't think I could do that. Read this no, little he, thing and and, and get I, the answer right and get the pronunciation right. I mean, right. It's not easy being being uh, led yeah. by the nose. But you're also <laughs> too old to be president. So. I am um, completely so I, capable I, I mean, of fulfilling the duties of the commander in chief, Bob. I miss the scandal. How could you uh, say that? I was kidding. If I'd won I, my I, Senate I, race, I'd be on the. If I'd won my Senate race, I would be on the shortlist. No, I, I'm I'm on the Mickey bandwagon. Don't worry. But the uh, I hadn't five. heard about this scandal. Is this a new scandal that he he is being this handled? Is yesterday, yesterday or the day before? This is so the idea is that they are what the, people are talking about. These are planted questions, and the journalists are participating. Is the They're idea? They're not planted questions. No, the the press secretary well, the, goes the press around. comes up with them, but they but they they ask, "What do you want to write about?" And then they pick one of them, and they say, "Okay, you know, you, this is the question she's going to ask." So I, I call on her for first. I don't know if it's arranged with her that she's going to be first. But she's called first, and she asked the question that she said she was going to ask. Uh, uh, in you know ninety percent mm. accuracy. So uh, uh, it's um. It's, it's, it is. It does enable them to filter out nasty questions because they're not going to call on somebody who they know is going to ask about Hunter Biden. He only took two questions, so that got him fifty percent of the way there. And, and, and this uh, is what his like semi-annual press conference or something. How often? No, is he this, no this is just a, a press opportunity after the South Korean oh, okay. prime minister showed up, uh, and uh, it's just a random thing. He ha he has had very few actual formal press availabilities, but. Um, the, uh, so it it it's it it shows corrupt corruption on the part of the press if they're actually willing to submit their exact question. Uh, I think well, I mean I I think it, you find out more if it's a spontaneous question that he's not expected to answer, expecting. Otherwise, sure. Chat GTP is president. Chat GPT is president, right? You can okay, let's punch this question into Chat GPT. Here's your answer. Here's Actually, your answer, Mr. President. That's the next scandal. He's got like an earpiece and he's plugged into Chat GPT. That's that will happen before long. Uh, and then they'll soon they'll eliminate him and the middleman. Um Did you, anyway, it's uh it's I thought you would come down on harder harder on him because you're usually hard. What for running? You're, well, you know I don't want him to no, be for a, being on the senility question. Well, you know my view. He he's he's look, he he's holding up. I, share, I think you're the first one between the two of us to suggest that maybe they had found a wonder drug. Uh, I don't I don't think they found one strong enough, but he, he has tended to perform in public at least as well as I would have expected a few years ago. But still, I mean, it's six years from now we're talking about him being president. This is crazy. This is crazy. And and um, and look, I think. 
here's what I see being the risk to him is that you saw in the poll where Robert Kennedy got 19 percent. Well, right. That's and and Marion Williams has got like nine percent. Okay, and Biden. So Biden only had sixty-two. Now, if suppose somebody else enters and all they have is high name recognition, could be a semi-credible celebrity, could be a politician. I was suggesting Joe, Joe Manchin. Well, that and might he, well do it. But he, but, is, he said he said he's going to win whatever office he runs for. He hasn't said which office he's running for. But if if other people join the race and you and you get a poll or two where he Biden is below 50 percent, then I think at that point, a lot of politicians have permission to say, look, it's my duty to, to inject the responsible politician into this race. You know, it's it's it, this is open season. And and uh, I I I mean, that well, he should be alarmed. I mean, the 19 percent is an outlier. I'm sure another poll would have Kennedy at 12 or 13. But. Uh, people are alarmed. People are alarmed. People are talking about that. Peggy Noonan wrote half a column about that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if, if if somebody, I mean, Manchin's not too popular with some Democrats. On the other hand, New Hampshire is a very conservative electorate. Uh, uh, so, uh, you know, they might be receptive to a Manchin escapeel. I think if he gets in, you have your 50 percent, although maybe he steals from Bobby Kennedy, Kennedy and, and Williamson. But uh, I, I think your your scenario is completely plausible. Uh, and, and that would be good. I mean, if, if it better to get him out of the race now than to do it at the last minute and have somebody jump in who's completely untested. I heard on another podcast that uh, Ron Klain, former Biden chief of staff, uh, while, uh, you know, going through the motions of supporting Biden, if you, if, if you ask him for alternatives, uh, he mentions Gavin Newsom and Gretchen Widmer. Uh mm. Would Gretchen Widmer be a strong candidate? I, I don't I just don't like kind of the looks of Gavin Newsom, but <laughs> I don't uh, like the looks of Gretchen Widmer, but I don't know very much about her. She looks she looks solid. Oh, Miss oh just because she had, she had this rep as a as a, you know, a, a, as a tough ass covid lockdown person, uh, which in retrospect uh, was not entirely the right course. The you only people the are gonna, the only people are going to vote on that issue are lost to the Democrats. That's what I think. I don't think that's true. There are a lot of parents who are maybe Democrats whose kids lost a year of school. Sure, but they're, and, they're or two they're years people, of school, and they're not happy about it. Well, almost all politicians were initially fine with the school stuff. Um, some of them, like the governor of Connecticut, Lamont, who's a Democrat, and the governor of Colorado, I believe, uh, started the schools up pretty quickly. Well, anyway, you so can find an issue that they, big with anybody if that's your strongest shot against her. I mean, that's mainly a consideration of people like you who are not going to vote for her. Uh, anyway. she, ge she gives off uh, Kathy Hochul-like vibes, but I agree she's probably not as bad as Kathy Hochul. So who's the strongest candidate? Uh, who's the strongest Democratic candidate, assuming, let's assume Trump. Uh, Sherrod Brown is always the strongest candidate. We've talked assuming, about this. Assuming the skeleton in the closet isn't there. Uh, right. Uh, you, I, mean, I mean, as Bobby Kennedy said, he has so many skeletons in his closet that if they voted, he'd win. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, it's... <laughs> and it's, it's, it's the Kennedy family has been known to arrange that, by the way. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the one skeleton in the closet, I mean, how bad could it be? I mean... Um, but yeah. Anyway, well, these it, days, it, I don't know. Depends on the skeleton. Uh, look, there's also uh, 
There's also uh, Shapiro, the governor of Pennsylvania, who has an incredibly good rep. Uh, and actually, uh, the uh, old school Mark Halpern was uh, in his old school newsletter said it was not too soon for Shapiro to run for office, run for the presidency. So there you go. Mark Halpern should be paying you for promotional. He should have a promotional budget devoted. He is paying me. out some to, cash every time links, you mention him. He links to my Twitter feed and I'm not paying him. He's constantly begging for subscriptions oh, so, that I don't subscribe. So my time is being eaten up in compensation for somebody helping you on Twitter. Is that what's going on here? What? Do you, what I'm he, paying he, your debts. Is that what's going on? He's, uh, he's, he's, uh, people are talking about him. People are reading him. Yeah, you. He, he's in the news. No, there was an article by Ben Smith, Bob, a hero to me, of course, saying that everybody's reading Mark Halperin. So there. So um, anyway, Rokana, Rokana, the Messiah for president. That's my final word on the subject. Okay, well, you could do worse than Rokana, except on the border. There are all, all sorts of other things, interesting things happened in the presidential race before we get to Tucker Carlson, the, the fun topic of the day. Well, there's a natural uh, segue there, isn't there? Uh, go ahead. There go it ahead. is. We'll get to it. We'll skip. Uh, 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 Trump has implied that uh, he's probably not going to, might not debate, which is very smart of him if he really is 50, 50 to 24 ahead of DeSantis. There's been, you know, there, there's this big test of whether there will be another conventional wisdom cycle where DeSantis has a comeback. And uh, there was. Can there, I just interject? Like, you know what the problem with that strategy on Trump's part is? No. It gives Biden an excuse to use it in the general. What can Trump say? Biden can say, I'm refusing to debate you. You're an insurrectionist or whatever the hell he wants to say. What's Trump going to say if he refused to debate his opponents in the primaries? He won't debate me because he's senile. Trump will say that, yes. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't literally mean uh, will Trump be the, able to open his mouth and have something come no, out. No, but it will have more impact than, than yeah. DeSantis can't say that about Trump. Uh, I think it's much harder to duck a debate in a presidential race than in a, you know. You mean duck, a general, a general. In a, in a general than in a primary, yeah. But um, but I agree, that's a good point. Uh, and, and then some people are saying Trump is just, you know, jockeying for advantage. Um, the... Uh, Peter Thiel has said he's not participating in politics this year, or he because of, because, out. Of, because of the Republican position on gay and so on issues. No, he's sick. The official position is he's sick of the culture wars. He wants uh, a focus on economics and spurring innovation. And I sort of understand. I understand why he might not want a debate about Dylan Mulvaney and Bud Light to dominate the news. That's what and I he's mean. He's also right. He's also right that the. Republicans don't really have an economic program other than Biden has screwed up the economy and there's going to be in, there's inflation and they don't really have a, a vision of what their economy is like, how it would be different, what they're going to do to make it better. Uh, and inflation is going away and it's not at all clear that the economy is going to crash. So he's right that there's a huge weakness on the economy on the part of the Republicans. On the other hand, culture war issues are important. I'm sorry, especially the race part of culture wars. If you go into a hospital and the woke doctors give the give the liver transplant to a person of color as opposed to a white person, that's going to that's gonna, not only going to piss people off, it's going to erode all support for public health care, Medicare. Uh, liberals should hate that. It's a disaster. So you got to fight that wokeness. I'm sorry. I, I think there are I think you constitute a pretty large percentage of the people who are thinking about the transplant woke issue. 
Mickey. Well, but there was an issue with COVID. A lot more people with the vaccine, they were going to prioritize people of color. But did they? Uh, and, 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 sorry? Did they? Did they prioritize people they of color? They did briefly, and then they were, I think, forced to recant it. But, uh, you know, this is the first step. Next time, maybe they won't recant it. The more woke people are staffing the hospitals, the the, uh, so wait, the, the, how the did we get, it will take for them to recant. How did we get to this? I missed the segue. My mind was wandering. I was Why are we talking about Peter this? Peter Thiel is wrong because oh. wokeism is important and you have to fight it because otherwise things like that will happen, see, which will erode, uh, from my point of view, the the uh, the popularity of important liberal programs. I think my initial take was right. I think as when he says culture issues, I think the subtext is that as a gay person, he is offended and un- by and uncomfortable with the amount of time Republicans spend on sexual preference and gender identity in that whole that, ball of wax. That may be true, uh, but uh, keep in mind one 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 uh, aspect of the trans debate is that everybody is totally accepting of plain old homosexuals now. I mean, I as mean, we call them, or whatever you want to P- call them, POHs to save time. POHs. <laughs> um, the, uh, I mean, on the right, I mean, everybody says, you know, I mean, first, first, there are a whole lot of gay people on the right. And I don't think they find people saying, oh, you know, disrespecting them because they're gay. It's this trans thing that now has freaked everybody out. And it had, it had the effect of uh, making everybody not worry about what they were worried about 20 years ago, with a, with a few exceptions on the fringes. But mm-hmm. that's basically true. So I'm not sure that, that well, it's, it's you would true be that, that worried about. They're talking about trans issues. There certainly are some middle-aged or older gay people that I can think of and that we know who, who, who think the trans thing is sometimes carried too far. Well, I'm sure it is sometimes carried too far. This poor woman out in, in uh, Montana, is it? Who, right, uh, but that's not what I'm arguing. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm rethinking my assumption that Peter Thiel is resenting this whole conversation because the truth is, a number of uh, gay men, roughly in his demographic, age-wise, and so on, are really not. Oh, I see. You know, they're they're not so on board with the, the, with the woke trans. The anti trans thing right. is carried too. Right. So, um, uh, the but I do think that they should not have kicked that woman out of the legislature just for saying you'll have blood on your hands. That's like a standard charge. Uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. Anyway, go ahead. Well, well, uh, when are we going to get to your man, Tucker Carlson? I mean, okay, uh, okay, is, we'll get is, to my man. So in case anybody slept through this, he got fired by Fox. First of all, quickly, before we get to his future, which is what all of America is thinking about right now, what will Tucker do next? Um, do, you, do you accept the conventional wisdom that it was what he said about colleagues in the texts, in particular, what he said about his boss, the C word? And well, so- we don't quite know. Mm-hmm. If he just called his boss the C word, I would think she would want to get rid of him. But I don't think Murdoch being, you know, being a, you know, a cold business. Having used it would, himself, no doubt, <laughs> within the last well, it's 24 very, hours. Actually, British people use it much more, much more than we yeah. do. I mean, British people probably use it once a day and they talk about it. They call men the C word too. They so do? It's, it's, that's it's, that's yeah. going too far. That's it's in Shakespeare. Far. There's a, there's a play where, where somebody in the audience says this be her very C's, U's and T's uh, about somebody's handwriting. The little joke Shakespeare threw in for the groundlings. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway. Um, very, very few people. It didn't stick with many people, but congratulations on being one of them. It was so, on everybody's lips in college, Bob. Uh, um, so, um, 
anyway, the uh, no, there's a great HUD for what the cause is. There are a whole bunch of not nobody quite believes it's this it's this secret text that nobody has seen that uh, that uh, I think it's so, a way double down. I think it's a way doubles down and, and and is like I'm Tucker fucking Carlson and I don't have to apologize about shit and I can well imagine. Rupert Murdoch saying, well, I'm Rupert fucking Murdoch and I'm two years away from dying and I don't give a fuck, kid. Oh, that's I think there's that there's there is definitely that the undercurrent that he was getting too big and Rupert had to show him who's boss. Yeah. And he was too hard to control. And this was a, but why do it now? You know, I mean, that's it's it's that's the argument. because and, he was being a particularly big dick. Yeah. But he wasn't being that dick. He, he hadn't spread the Dominion thing. He spread it less than the other people. Uh, no, I mean, I mean, if it was since this stuff came out that he kind of refused to apologize or sand the rough edges off of it or anything. Did anybody else apologize? Did Hannity apologize? Well, no. nobody said. Did Maria no, I'm not talking about the Dominion apologize? stuff. I'm not talking about the Dominion stuff. I'm talking about what he said about his boss. Didn't he double down? Didn't he say, isn't there, isn't there like a text or something where he's like. Before he was fired, I'm not sure he had dinner at Murdoch's house two weeks ago. Maybe they had a blow up. Who knows? Maybe that didn't go well. Uh, the, the, there are other theories. One theory is it's because he attacked the pharma companies that they're a big advertiser. Another theory is uh, the uh, that he mentioned religion in his heritage speech, and that this not only makes Murdoch uncomfortable mentioning religion, but he had almost married this very religious person, and he was scared of <laughs> scared of Christianity at the moment. So uh, so that. Um, that was the reason. Uh, uh, I have a reason, Bob. I, you know, Ben Smith basically said, this doesn't add up. There's something missing. We can't explain it. You got a better idea, and I have a better idea. Let's hear it. Guess what it is, Bob? Rupert's child, looking down the road. Child tax credit? No, the other one. Rupert's looking down the road and thinks uh, if the Democrats win big, there's going to be a chance to pass an amnesty and to solve this immigration mess. And Tucker is fanning the flames uh, of anti-immigrant sentiment and it's time to get rid of him now. And that would be very plausible if there were someone like Paul Ryan on the board of Fox. And gee, Paul Ryan is on the board of Fox. Uh, Paul Ryan, who who was told Murdoch he should dial down the Trumpism. Paul, uh, Paul Ryan, who is a champion for amnesty, who travels around the country with his uh, uh, Latino friend, Mr. Gutierrez, being uh, sort of in a bromance for amnesty. Uh, I'm sorry. It's a completely plausible explanation. Everybody else laughs at me, but I am unbowed. Mickey, this is the paranoia talking. This is the 97% of your brain that's devoted to sensing threats to your position on either immigration or the child tax credit. Okay. You don't think there's going to be a push for amnesty if the Democrats get uh, do well in the election? I'm staging an intervention, What do you Mickey? want to bet? I'm your friend, bet? and this is an intervention. House? If it's 97, can I have your house if that happens? If what happens? You can't have there's my an house in any push. event. No, I don't understand the connection. If there's an amnesty push within two years, am I, am I still paranoid? Um, of course there's got to be an amnesty push. Business no, that's possible. and half the Republican paranoid. Party are still for it. You're paranoid if Rupert Murdoch uh, is thinking this far ahead and it's this focused on this one issue. He did last time that he met with uh, David Axelrod and agreed to tone things down six months or a few months before the the amnesty. Uh, so here's the big so, here's the big question. And I know it's I know it's keeping you up at night. Hopefully, is Tucker going to run for president? 
Well, he'd be perfect for what uh, what Peggy Noonan wrote about, which is, you know, Taking we're Trump right out? for a th oh, third party. Third That's party, because we, voters don't like either candidate. Uh, they want a third. They desperately want a third candidate. But you can't have a third party without a great charismatic candidate. Right. So uh, Tucker is that candidate. Not much of a manager, but, you know, you could hire a manager. But uh, uh, he, he can't what's he, he can't jump into the. Republican. I mean, you can't can't really trash Trump and expect that to. Uh, you know, it, it's just a bad array for him. He is very much like Trump, and they would cannibalize each other's votes. Uh, if the Republicans nominate an establishment candidate, and like Nikki Haley, and uh, Democrats nominate Biden, then the road is clear. Then then uh, Carlson would have a royal road to the White House. Uh, but because uh, he could trash both of them, but it's very hard for him to trash Trump. Yeah, I mean, the problem the problem with third party is if Trump is nominated and, and Carlson really runs his third party, he takes Trump down and he is blamed for it. And I don't think he wants that. He could, of course, at the end, bail out in exchange for a position in the administration like, uh, oh, God, what, what's, what's one that wouldn't I don't keep think me up at night? Um, Why would he want that? Yeah, you may be right. million dollars and, 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 he, and he's okay. going to resign then, to be an undersecretary? In exchange for the eternal gratitude of Trump is everywhere. I don't know. The the other thing that's not appealing to him about third party, as opposed to running for, do you think there's any chance he actually gets in the Republican race? There's a chance. Uh, I, he's expressed no desire yeah, but to see, do it. The, the and, big appeal uh, there you know, is... the big appeal, There are going to be people urging him to do it. But the big appeal there is debates. You know... He, he, he would hate to sit through the entire primary season being the one candidate who doesn't get to debate. That's his that's his stage. Debates are perfect for him. Perfect. Oh, Ross Perot was in Ross Perot was in the final debates uh, yep. two times. So, uh, you know, if he does well enough in the polls, he'll get into the debates. I mean, if he gets yeah, if he mean, has 25 percent of the polls, I think they have to include him. I just mean spring of next year would be hard for him to abide if he were sitting right. there not in the Republican debates. Anyway, right. well, it might be worth it just to get him in the debates. But uh, now you would support uh, him. Would you you would support him? That's what alarms me. It, um, you know, I, I, I initially promoted him uh, because I thought he nobody articulated his uh, his list of grievances better than him. Uh, but then he then he sort of got increasingly wacky and irresponsible yeah. and. Uh, so I'm. I don't think I'm on board. Uh, I, but I do think. I do think he has tremendous uh, ability, and uh, you know. Uh, and so uh, I, you know, I, he could persuade me back if he said. And it, it, you know, it's to his favor that he didn't believe half the stuff he was saying, because <laughs> thank God there's a sane person in there. So if he if he is that sane person on the campaign trail and not the crazy person he was on Fox, uh, you know, then then yes, he could win back my support, but. You know, Fox is Fox is a crazy place. They tell you you have to talk about this. You're not going to talk about this. It's not a news organization. It's like a mafia organization. So uh, let, set him free from the mafia and see what happens. I think there's a lot of scripting at all the cable uh, networks now, isn't there? Right, but I think there's more scripting at Fox. Well, it's more and, ideological uh, than what prevails at CNN now. Probably. They don't, they don't but, say we're not talking about immigration. We're going to talk about ISIS for a week and a half. Mm -hmm. I think that happens at Fox and, and, and Tucker defied that a bit. But, you know, there are 
there were limits to how much you could defy it. So now there are no limits. Now he's a free man. That's why that's why I nominate Manchin, because Manchin is facing keep it keep in mind, Manchin is facing an incredibly popular governor who just declared against him, a governor of justice, who's been very effective, who's, you know, even if Manchin pulls out all stops, he'll probably lose. Why does he want to go through that when he can end his career by running for president and possibly doing really well and possibly ending up as president? Now, the argument against that is, well, the Democrats really hate him, but the Democrats are going to be for Biden. So if he's, you know, those people are going to be for Biden. He just has to steal away the more conservative part of the Biden coalition and the mm. more sane part of the Trump coalition. And we'll see how many votes that is. Uh, I, you know, he, I don't know if he's quite charismatic enough. He's never been charismatic before, but Hey, he's good looking. He drives a Maserati Bob. Now that's pretty studly. Uh, and, mm. uh, pretty amazing that he gets away as Senator from West Virginia driving a Maserati. Right. <laughs> At least, uh, at least Biden drives a Corvette, good American car. Well, but yeah, and just uh, you're supposed to not act rich. But um, anyway, he, I just think I just think th there's the potential there. And does he have a better idea for what to do? Plus, he's for he's for a work test for the child tax credit. So <laughs> I knew there was a catch. So, so you want him. So you so you you want him if he ran on the Democratic side, you would vote for Manchin over any likely Republican. Uh, no, I wouldn't necessarily vote for him over DeSantis. Mm. DeSantis is, is is it's you know people are I I think people are are ready for the DeSantis comeback except for the press which really wants to be Trump because they're biased to the left. But uh, you know he he dodged a bullet. He dodged a bullet when they, there was this bill to uh, basically erode New York Times versus Sullivan and you know make it easier to sue the press for libel. Mm -hmm. And very intelligently, the opponents of the bill enlisted a lot of right-wing bloggers, including, I think, Gateway Pundit, to oppose this bill as, as they correctly think that when the Democrats are in power. Uh, you know, this could be turned against them or, or they don't, nobody has to be in power. Somebody just sues them and, and they could be in trouble. They're just as irresponsible as, as the left-wing press. So that went down. He, he, he's not endorsing eroding the First Amendment. The abortion thing is a disaster. Uh, he signed the six-week abortion bill. But I, the more I think about it, the more he can get away with saying, look, you know, if they ask him in a debate, it's a federal issue. It's for the states to decide. People have gotten away with that before. Everybody says, well, he's going to be asked. If there were a national six-week abortion bill, would you sign it? You know, if you would sign it, raise your hand. He doesn't have to raise his hand. He can say, "No, it's for the states." I'm sorry. Uh, so I, I think he can yeah, but I, I, mitigate. I, don't I think he can mitigate the damage. I don't think he can get rid of it. I, I don't. I don't know how much that neutralizes this as an issue to mobilize the Democratic base, though. I, any of that shit. I mean, the fact is, he did it. He did the six-week thing in Florida. Well, that's what's going to be out there, and they're going to use it to get people to the polls. But the Democratic base is going to be mobilized one way or the other. It's the women who are maybe swing votes who are well, on an some of base them too. Some who, of them who, too who, who who seem to be moved by this. And yeah, and I agree. I, I, it only mitigates it. It doesn't now, eliminate do, it. Do you agree that his Disney thing is a disaster now? No. Hmm. And David Frum wrote a column saying Disney has it well in hand. I. I'm, I, I don't think it's a disaster. Uh, he, you know, he, I don't think anybody, any voters really understand the intricacies of it. 
but uh, uh, it, it, why did Disney escalate this? I don't quite understand. Uh, they were about to lose control of this board. You know, obviously it's in the interest of both sides to, or certainly of Disney to come to some sort of peace deal and not to have an ongoing war with the governor of the state where this huge money-making park is. But instead they went on offense and they, they arranged to, uh, to steal the powers of the board before the board took office. And then DeSantis pointed out that it was procedurally flawed, so he's suing back. And instead of saying, okay, let's have a deal, let's cut a deal, Disney sued DeSantis, okay? Now, that's mm-hmm. putting themselves at the mercy of a judge who might be a Republican, might be a, a, somebody who decides against them, and then they're screwed. I think they have a reasonably good case that he was retaliating against them for exercising their First Amendment rights. But I didn't all just mean politics the, I is retaliating against people for their First I didn't, Amendment I rights. Didn't, I didn't just mean the legal issue. I mean how it plays out. But look, we're, we're running short on time because um, owing to the busy, busy schedule of one of us, and I won't say who except to say that it's not me, um, we're going to uh, not take for as long as time. So I'm going to get in a, a little bit of Ukraine talk. Okay, uh, I'll come back to Tucker later. Yeah, in the parrot room, perhaps. Um, yeah. The, uh, I don't have that much to say, except I, I just feel more strongly than ever, we really need to say to Zelensky, no, you don't need to do this offensive in, in hopes of keeping us on board. First of all, it's not clear it can keep us on board. I mean, the, uh, you know, I think enthusiasm in some European countries for arming them is waning. And and in any event, the whole thing, it tends to be a hostage to domestic politics as it's going to be here. Um, but also there's just, I, I just, uh, maybe there's some surprise secret weapon or something, but I just don't see any way they succeed decisively enough to justify uh, the loss of life and, you know, armaments and equipment it's going to take. I, 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 if they really take a serious stab at this point, trying to sever the land bridge to Crimea, Crimea, I think that could expose them to losing everything uh, east of the, the Dnieper River. And, oh. and I just want to say that one more time. <laughs> the, Don't you think they have to do this to be ready to negotiate? They have to say, well, let's, let us take our final shot. Quite the uh, no. On the contrary, I I'm saying I think they take the final shot, and they may be in a situation where Russia says, "Why should we negotiate?" Remember, Putin at this point is in a kind of embarrassing situation. He annexed four provinces. He doesn't control all of any of them. Not even the two that he mentioned before the invasion. He really would rather not have to cut a deal right now. Okay, and the only way he's going to do it is if they have a very formidable defense. And it's going to cost him a lot of people to secure even all of the Donbass. And I'm telling you, if Ukraine uses up a lot of people on this offensive, it is going to be doable for him to persist for another six months, a year, whatever, and secure the political objectives that will allow him to say to Russia unequivocally, this is a victory. I did what I'd set out to do. It is a fucking blunder to stage this offensive. So then they have a deal. So then they have a deal. Yeah, but then, but either then way, Russia, they have a deal. But Mickey, either way, the uh, either way, the offensive produces Mickey, a deal. It, it, it matters to everyone, apparently, but you whether Russia occupies the territory they occupy now or twice as much. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't care a whole lot about. That. No, of course you don't. Everybody in Ukraine does. Even I do. Even I want to minimize the positive reinforcement you get for invading a country. 
everybody cares but you. Yeah, I mean, and besides, no, you just feel guilty because you're you're you you've resigned yourself to rewarding him, so you want to pretend that you don't want to reward him twice as much. But you're willing to cut a deal too. You just want points for for. I don't give a about fuck it. about points. I've been talking about this shit my whole goddamn life. There's there's complete consistency on on my commitment to international but, law. And, right, and I'm you're willing, to, for, you're like willing to let him. You're willing to let him gain something for violating for transborder aggression. There's no way out of that at this point. But you're drawing the line at the whole Donbass. There's no alternative. You've already crossed the line and given him half the Donbass. So why, Mickey? Why are we making such a fuss about the other half? Can I speak? There is no. As once Biden said, "No, I'm not going to negotiate. I'd rather let them invade." Uh, there was no alternative to Putin winding up with some territory. There's no fucking way you're going to roll those troops back. Even leave aside the the risk of nuclear war, which would itself be prohibitive in my view, the risk of escalation. But even if you didn't worry about that, th there's just no way. Ukraine does not have the people. I'm, it's not going to happen. So let me just I'm finish. I'm not for rolling them back. I, I know. what You you are indifferent between uh, between a situation where A, Russia only gets as much territory they have now, and B, they get twice as much, plus 50,000 more people die. You don't care about that? I want a deal. And if the, de if the, if the price of a deal is another half of the Donbass, I, I, I'm sorry, we've already given them one half. I don't think the other half I'm telling is you, the end of the world. I'm telling you, the fastest way to a deal is to take all of these things we've prepared, all of the troops and equipment, We've prepared for this offensive and say, actually, we're committing them to defense. Good That'd luck good moving westward. That. Good luck moving that. westward. That's a good point. You should write that. That's a good plan. I don't think he's going to take it. Uh, you know, so and it's his, it's his army. So, uh, you know, I don't think we're going to pressure him to call off the offensive. I mean, the Biden. You're right. That would be a good op-ed. Zelensky, this is what you should do. Uh, and this is much better. Uh, there, there, there is neither a moral nor strategic defense of of Biden's behavior during this. It's just it's just what the fuck are what, they doing? What, I mean, they, about, they may be doing more than we know. Fine. But uh. what about China? Uh, China is now posing as a as a peacemaker. But they, they uh, there was an arc on foreign affairs that sort of said they have an interest in dragging out the war and distracting the West and causing us to send all our munitions to Ukraine. So what's the use of having a peacemaker that has an interest in dragging out the war? I mean, views differ on what exactly China wants. Uh, reasonable people disagree on that particular issue. Um, uh, there, there's a lot for them. If they could play the role of peacemaker and uh, step in and be on good terms with both Ukraine and Russia, by virtue of, you know, helping uh, Ukraine reconstruct. And I mean, Russia can't be picky about friends, God knows. Um, that's not a bad outcome for them. And, and they don't, you know, I mean, they recognize there's some risk and instability. These countries have nuclear, well, they don't want to see a nuclear war there. Uh, I think, you know, China would be happy to, uh, they're very image conscious, you know, they, they, they are fighting for the hearts and minds of the world with America as they see it. And I got to say, they're doing a pretty good job because we're doing a pretty bad job in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. Okay, that's, you've convinced me. that I, 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 My initial reaction was to welcome China's intervention, but... Uh, no, I'm not against it. What but, do you think I'm saying? 
No, that's my, but you've convinced me that my initial reaction was okay. Was right. And yeah. I read this article that said they have an interest in prolonging the war. And I thought, well, maybe they, we don't want them to intervene. Well, I mean, uh, if they do, they do. But uh, I don't think that's uh, decisive. The other thing so, this article so said. So my alarm went off, by the way, the time. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Well, I have, I have one more thing to say, which is that this article said that China fears an American victory because then it would be a victory for the U.S. and we would declare it was, you know, our 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 our, you know, our international regime of rules was vindicated. And uh, that's, I guess, how foreign policy people think. But obviously what we would do is react with our usual hubris. And if, if we won it, somehow won in Ukraine and piss off the rest of the world. And so it wouldn't redound to China's, uh, you know, it would actually redound to China's benefit if we won because we would blow it. I we you know, won, they mean what, roll back Russia completely or what? Basically, or enough that, that it's clear that Putin lost. Um, yeah, well, you're not going to roll him back completely and uh, certainly not at acceptable risk. And the, uh, best, the best outcome, by, what's the best outcome Biden could hope for? Now? I think realistically, you hold the lines roughly where they are. Oh, OK, well, that, that's not enough to trigger this. Because remember, Russia um, can play this game a long time. And, and, and you know, we, we have not yet seen big cracks in Putin's, uh, you know, political situation at home. They canceled their World War II celebrations for fear they would turn into anti-war protests. Did they? That seems like a big deal. In, yeah, that seems like a big deal in Russia, although maybe the younger generation knows not World War II. But I think World War II is still an essential part of their culture. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think that seemed like a big deal to me. Anyway, I have a, um, so are we okay, now in so the parrot room? Yeah, we're adjourning the parrot room uh, a little early this time. Owing the, never mind. Oh, uh, and uh, people can find us at patreon.com slash parrot room. This week is every week. Uh, and, uh, and oh, also while you're at it, uh, smash the like button and rate and review us. Uh, and is there anything else we'd like from them? Uh, no. Um, no. Okay. Somebody mentioned somebody mentioned we should get Tucker Carlson on the parrot room. If you can get I Tucker said, Carlson, I'll, I said I'll, that I'll go with that. We should get him get him to the beak. Yeah. As opposed to get him to the Greek. <laughs> that's Larry, so, that's a hundred percent over my head. Even now that okay. you've explained um, it, that's over uh, my head. There was a movie called Get Him to the Greek. Anyway, okay. Okay. Um so in, we'll see folks in the parrot room.